I want you to take a second and ask yourself, how strong is your faith on a 1 to 10 scale, 10 being 100%, 1 being 0%? How good are you at staying faith-minded? How good are you at staying faith-filled? How easy is faith for you? I think faith is difficult for a lot of people. I'm really excited about today's episode. So excited. It has been so much fun to research the topic of faith in the Bible. I'm not even, I would say, a third in this mini-series that we're starting, but it's been so eye-opening and really encouraging and enriching to my heart and soul. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the big picture framework of faith. I'm going to share the backstory of how I got or how God led me to today's topic or the mini-series. We're going to talk about the questions that I'm going to be exploring through this mini-series. And we're going to talk about the mindsets, the traits, the psychometrics, ultimately, you're going to need to have to intentionally grow your faith. Now, I say that with a caveat because I firmly believe the Holy Spirit is the only person that can change us, the only spirit, the only being that can change us. I think that we need to put our faith into work because that's what we are told in the book of James. We have to put our faith into action and we have to be in agreement with God. So there's things that you need to do, but also know that God's going to be doing the heavy lifting. Remember, you have Jesus's yoke on your neck, so you're not doing this alone. With that being said, welcome back to The Liz Show. I'm your host, Elizabeth Lewis. Call me Liz. And please connect with me on YouTube, LinkedIn, Instagram, all of those good ones. All of those links are in the show notes. And subscribe to my newsletter. Please share this episode to one person and write a review. This would help me greatly if you help get my brand out. It would mean so much to me. I also want to talk about the elephant in the room. I still have a cold and I get coughing attacks now. It's not fun. Breathing and talking cause them. So fun. This is what I'm going to be doing right now, breathing and talking. And I say that because the audio pitch and sound will be very different throughout this episode, just like it was last week, last Tuesdays. So please forgive me, give me grace, and I appreciate it. Again, I'm not very far in this study. I have researched it for the last week and a half now, and I am just thrilled with what I've found. It's been so invigorating. And the backstory of how I believe God led me to this is, first off, I have a handful of clients who are in storms that they don't understand, and I'm seeing where they need CPR in their faith at times. I also have friends who are either single with a child or have never been married, and they really want to get married and have kids and have a family, and that desire hasn't come to fruition yet. And I have my own frustrations and I don't get it moments, which I'll share as we get further into this episode. But over the years, I've, I've paid attention to this and I've aggregated the data and I've noticed over the years that very few people have it all. And I think that's a duh comment. Now, some people do if they have Jesus, if they don't have Jesus, I don't know. But having it all doesn't free you from life struggles or even mean they're living the life God has for them or even enjoying that life or even in healthy relationships. Remember, there's lots of complication and dynamics in life. However, big picture, I've noticed that people fall into one or two categories. They yearn to have a family and can't. They can't find a spouse. They can't have kids whatever the other reasons could be, or they yearn to have a business, but they're struggling to get it off the ground, 
or get it to the way they envision it to be or hoped it to be. So that led me to some questions, and we are going to explore these five questions throughout this entire series. But at the end of this episode, we're going to answer these questions too. So you want to listen to the entire episode, and I'll try to keep it short and brief because, again, we're just talking about the big picture framework in today's episode. So the first question we're going to explore is what to do, what do you do with that burning desire in your heart and not seeing the signs or the reality you would like to see. You have this burning desire in your heart. You want it so badly, but nothing you're doing or God's doing, you feel, is making this burning desire come to fruition. What do you do? The second question is, let's say you want something. Let's say you're working towards that desire, that goal, that dream, but you haven't obtained it yet. What do you do? Do you give up? Do you keep going forward? And how do you navigate this with God, right? Because I don't know about you guys. I'm going to go on a quick tangent here. I have been frustrated at God. Let me say that again. I have taken my frustrations out on God and blamed him for it. I have apologized. I'm not happy about it. But one day I was so angry because I was, I just wasn't understanding and I was frustrating and I was spastic. So everything that could be dropped or go wrong that day happened. And I got so angry that I took a spoon and I chucked it and it landed perfectly in the wall. And now I have a spoon dent where the, the spoon penetrated the wall and was just hanging out there like a hook. It was hilarious. It made me smile. Definitely changed my mood. So not that you should get mad at God and throw things. That's not the takeaway here. But I thought it was funny how the spoon landed. Anywho, there's my frustration in real moment. All right, the third question we're going to explain or look at is how do you keep believing for something your heart yearns for when you're not seeing it? How do you keep that motivation, that ambition, that endurance up to achieve your big dream, right? We're talking about, you know, 40 years trekking to the promised land. How do you keep going when you feel like it's not going to come into existence? The fourth question is, what do you do if you never get what your heart yearns for? Have you even thought about that? Are you prepared for that? What are your thoughts if you don't get that one thing you want more than anything while you're on earth? And the last question, which has trickled down to three other questions, is how do you keep believing and trusting God, especially in these storms, especially in these like frustrations where you're like, God, I'm doing everything right, but nothing's happening. Like, what the heck is going on? And that led me to what does believing and trusting God look like in these moments of not understanding and wishing you could just make it happen. Now, God's not a genie. And I'm not trying to create that scenario where he is one. I'm just trying to talk about real life here. We're being real on the the Liz show. And then that led me to, most importantly, what mindsets do I need to be intentional with to successfully pass the test and get over my flesh? Because remember, God tests us in many ways. And we'll talk about that in future episodes. By the way, these questions will be in the show notes too, in case you are a visual learner like I am or can be. And then that question led me down to, if I don't have these traits, how do I develop them? And we're going to answer those questions today on this episode very broadly, and we'll talk big picture about the mindset and the traits. Let's be real. It is easy to get angry, pessimistic, hopeless, doubtful, a little depressed, and just want to give up when you see no proof 
and your hope is decreasing and you see no proof again of your dreams manifesting. It can be infuriating, especially when you feel like you're seeking God, you're doing your best to live righteous, you're asking God to change your heart. You're like, Lord, change me, use me. And you're like, what the heck is going on, right? Maybe you don't have enough money to pay your bills. Maybe your company's not growing. Maybe you can't get pregnant. Maybe you can't find your mate. We're going to examine this though. Don't fully give up your hope yet. Here's a reminder. As believers, and I'm going to say this a lot throughout this, this uh, mini-series, as believers, we go by faith and not by sight. So we do not go by what we can see with our carnal mind, with our physical eyes. We have to put on our spiritual eyes. When you live for Jesus, you walk out of that flesh and you walk into the spirit. And we really have to work to let the spirit guide us. It's hard, especially when you're a babe in Christ, but you can do it. So with that being said, you're going to have to normalize feeling insane. I'm slightly kidding and slightly being honest. I think faith sometimes makes you feel insane. (laughs) At least it has for me. But faith is not for the weak of heart. It's very like, you almost feel like you're gaslighting yourself sometimes, right? Because you're like, I'm going to believe for this. I'm trusting God with this. I know he's real. And yet there's no tangible evidence, right? I mean, there is. I guess we could kind of split hairs and argue on that. Okay, earlier I was mentioning how I have my own frustrations, which I'll get more into. Well, now is the time. And I'm going to be honest, I'm hesitant to share this. I've actually had to re-record this two or three times because I get in my head when I share it. So I'm being vulnerable. I'm being honest. But the one thing that I yearn for, that I have had difficulty in creating and achieving, and I believe things are changing, which is really awesome to see, And I hope this doesn't paint me in a bad light or even make me sound greedy. I hope you hear my heart. Since I was 13 years old, I have always yearned to run an empire. Since I was a little girl, I always wanted to be in business. I found organizing paperwork and doing administrative type of work really fun and enjoyable. I've always kind of had an entrepreneurial spirit. I had my first business at 13 and before that I was doing lemonade sales and babysitting and so forth. I don't know why. I just enjoy working. I've never had the desire to have a family, to be honest. Um, Never really wanted kids. But I've always wanted an empire. I've always wanted to have a company and have many companies that really gave back to the world, that empowered people and helped people. And it's been difficult. One of the biggest reasons it's been difficult is because as a child, my self-esteem was absolutely crushed. And so I had to spend most of my 20s rebuilding my self-esteem, self-efficacy, self-worth, self-confidence, and get free from the trauma I endured as a kid. That was a huge part of it. Right now, things are changing in my company, which is really exciting. And I look forward to the growth and I'm very excited for it. But I've always wanted a financially successful company. And I hate saying that, but unfortunately in the world's way, that's one way to measure success is that financial success. I want to be seen as business literate. I do my best to do the work to grow my business, spiritual and financial literacy. I work at it. I'm very proactive. I'm not always as consistent as I need to be. I'm working on that too. I'm a I'm a work in progress, guys. Like, whew, some days I'm a hot mess. Um, some days I'm like, why would anyone want to talk to me about life? I suck at it. Nobody knows what they're doing. Just kidding. I do know some things, but at the end of the day, life is complicated. Now, it's hard for me to relax or take time off from work because of the fear of not obtaining it. And that's something I've had to struggle with and working to crucify in my own life. And it's sad for me to admit it because what it tells me is I have more trust in my own actions than in God. 
And that's a lesson I keep learning over the last six months. And I'm working hard to shift my perspective from trusting me to trusting God, because at the end of the day, it's God doing it, not me doing it. Paul says this in Philippians, but it could be Corinthians. I'm not sure. Uh, He says, to live is Christ, to die is gain. Now, if God told me to walk away from my company, I'd do it in a heartbeat. In a way, there's a lot of peace there because running a company is nothing but headaches and problems. Because the number one thing I want to do is God's will in my life. I want to meet him and hear, that a boy or that a girl. I want to get that, you know, good job. You did great. And when people ask to pray for me, I'm like, just pray that I fulfill God's will. I'll go where you want me to go, God. I never planned to do this for a living. But that's my big um, thing that I yearn for. And there's days where it's frustrating, but I keep moving forward. So there you have it. My little spiel. Now let's talk about the mindsets, the traits, the psychometrics you're going to need to have to really deploy this faith-filled mindset. I decided to go through the Bible and first look at the necessary mindsets one must have in order to maintain strong faith. So I looked at big picture themes in the verses and what the, the verses were telling us big picture. Here's what I found in regards to those big picture themes. And there's a handful of them, so I'm going to list them out. You're going to need to be action-oriented and have endurance because action and endurance is what's going to grow. It grows with exercise, so this means it involves endurance. What I'm saying here is the more you implement your faith, the more you exercise it, the more it's going to grow. It's learning how to be Christ-minded, which means you're going to have to learn how to believe in the impossible because all things are possible with God, and you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Optimism. Optimism. Learning how to be optimistic is huge. This is going to open the door to new resources. This is how one way God can bless you, you could you could argue. I apologize, guys. My cough is really getting to me. You're going to need to have healthy exhibition. This is not where you're excited that you're being center of attention and getting applauded. This is where you're allowing God to be glorified because you need to express your faith to the world. You need to be okay being the center of attention for God's glory imperfections develop it. That's right. I said imperfections, not perfection. Imperfections develop it. Not knowing all the answers can help develop your faith. And for that to really come to fruition in your life, you're going to need to know how to practice acceptance. You're going to need to know how to be vulnerable and intentional. You're going to need to learn how to not participate with defense mechanisms like perfectionism. Tough-mindedness. You are going to need to be tough-minded because adversity destroys counterfeit faith. Christ-minded, I know I said that, but again, this one is so important. And with Christ-minded, really what I'm referencing here is, is the love Christ had for his father. Would you still seek God if you never got what your heart yearns for? Would you still seek God if you were being tormented for 13 years in a communist prison? Would you seek God under any condition? Next is faith is linked to optimism and optimism is linked to trust. So you need to trust God. See how God's creating this path for us. We talked about trust in previous episodes. Now we're talking about faith. You need to trust God in order to really grow your faith or for him to also grow your faith. You need to be coachable. You need to be open to God's discipline, his thoughts, his wisdom. And this is often going to come through persecution You need to be strengthened by waiting. This is endurance. You need to have resilience. You need to keep going even if you don't see something. You want to just move forward. You got to be strengthened by that. You got to have patience. It's learning how to put your faith to work. So taking steps towards, which would be ambition, because faith without works is dead. 
It's an attitude of expectation. This means you trust God. You trust him that he's going to come through. You're expecting him to come through because he comes through. He has the highest integrity of anybody. It must be put to work. And this is, again, ambition and endurance and even structure and organization. You want to be consistent. Every single day, you're going to need to try to improve your faith 1% more. Try to improve your trust in God 1% more. And people will change your faith always. People will challenge your faith always. So be tough-minded, be assertive, and be bold and nurturing. By the way, these psychometrics I'm referring to come from my performance development assessment. It's a free quiz that scores you in 23 psychometrics. And you really want to be high in a lot of these. So go take that performance development assessment so you can see where you score. Because now I'm going to go into just the big picture mindsets, the big picture psychometrics you're going to need. Some of these are not going to be on the performance development assessment, but some of them will be. And these are the psychometrics that can directly help the mindsets. And so I'll clarify when it's a mindset or a trait versus a psychometric. You're going to need to have to develop the faith mindset, which is intentional. You're going to need to trust God. That's also a mindset, I'd argue. Resilience, which is a trait. You're going to need hope, which is more of a belief. You're going to need to be coachable. So there's your psychometric. As well as having low recognition, you really need to make sure you break free of fear of man. You're going to need to be high in boldness because you are going to be uncomfortable a lot. Normalize it. We want to be high with conscientiousness, but not with the point of perfectionism. We need to have moderate to high flexibility. We really need to go where God tells us and trust that when he reorders our steps, that we're like, okay, let me go. Not, what? Why am I going this way, God? But just moving forward because asking questions and challenging him in that skeptical mindset is going to eat up your bandwidth. Ambition. You're going to need to have high ambition, another psychometric, as well as high endurance, high contentment. And contentment is trusting that God's going to work things out no matter where you are. It's being content where you are today. It's learning how to live contently with a lot and a little. This is a huge thing you've got to learn. It's having high trust, which is going to immediately go to that high optimism. So that's the other psychometric. It's going to be tough-mindedness. Ooh, you've got to be tough-minded. High control, high nurturance, because God wants a soft heart. You're going to need to be assertive. And I'm not sure how to weave this one in precisely, but you're going to need to speak up for Christ. That's so important. You're going to need to be an advocate. And so that nurturance with assertiveness can help you be a very nurturing advocate. You're going to need to have high self-confidence and really put your confidence in God, not yourself. You're also going to need to have high composure. So big picture, really what we're talking about is having the mind of Christ. It's having Christ talk instead of self-talk. That's what most people have is this negative self-talk that's horrible. When I would encourage you to develop Christ talk, if Christ wouldn't say it, don't say it. What would Jesus do? Very simple question, still impactful today. And it's a lot of what 2 Corinthians 10.5, I believe, says, which says, take all your thoughts captive and bring them into obedience according to Christ Jesus. Meaning if they contradict what Jesus says, if they contradict what the Bible says, you don't, you don't listen to it. You don't trust it. You tell it to go in the name of Jesus. It's developing that attitude of Christ, which is that selfless mind, that sacrificial mind, that servant heart. And you can learn more about that in Philippians 2. Okay, I said we were going to answer those questions that I opened with. Are you ready? Are you ready to know the answer to what to do with that burning desire in your heart and not seeing the signs or the reality you would like to see or wanting something and you're working towards it, but you haven't obtained it. So what do you do? Or how do you keep believing for something your heart yearns for your big dream? 
Or what do you do if you never get what your heart yearns for? Or how do you keep believing and trusting God? Or what about, you know, what does believing and trusting God look like in those moments of not understanding and wish you could just make it happen? And most importantly, what mindsets do I need to be intentional with to successfully pass the test that God's going to throw me and crucify my flesh? And if I don't have these traits, how do I develop them? You want to know the answer to all of those? Because when I got the answer, I was like, oh, God, I love you. But right now, ooh, you're cute, God. You're cute. The simple answer to these questions is to have faith. To have faith. I didn't like that answer when I first got it. I'm going to be honest. I didn't like it. I was like, that's too simple for my brain, God. I don't like ambiguity. That's, that's a very ambiguous statement to me. And so we're going to get really clear on what it means to have faith over the next few episodes. I hope you liked today's show. I hope you got some takeaways. I want you to intentionally think about the takeaways or the new perspective or the new thoughts that you gained in today's episode by listening to it. And please share this episode and connect with me on all of those links down below. Thank you for giving me grace with how I sound and the mini coughing attacks that I hope you didn't hear that I had during the recording of this episode that totally probably changed the voice in the sound of my audio. So I apologize. And I hope you are ready to learn how to grow your faith because I have no idea how long we're going to go over the next few, however many weeks, we're really going to learn how to grow our faith and implement our faith into daily life. I'm rooting for you. I'm praying for you. And remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you.